You are now listening to Fangirl Feminist, Media and Feminism. Also, you have been warned. Spoiler warning! Alrighty, hello and welcome to the ninth episode of Feminist Fangirl, Media and Feminism. I am Emma Zagurski, but I also go by Ziggyo on the internet. That is Z-I-G-G-Y-O-0-O. And you can find me at Ziggyo Films, which is Z-I-G-G-Y-O-F-I-L-M-S at TikTok. And here on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on some sort of podcast listening service hello and welcome to you won't be able to see me but you can hear me so in today's episode i thought about this for a little bit i kind of had some troubles coming up with the episode idea but i've been talking a lot about like animation which means that i've been talking a lot about like different feminist themes in animation and how those can appear and i feel like i've definitely talked a lot about animation but not a lot about feminist animation. Now, what's the difference between feminist animation and, like, an animation with feminist themes? I think an animation with feminist themes doesn't really focus on their feminist themes the whole time. It's kind of like a short segment or some things that they touch on or some things that can be reflected versus, I think, feminist animations, their feminist ideas and what they show are a big part of it and a big part of the whole storyline and kind of included in every single episode and not just in a certain story arc or a certain character, but it's kind of, it tributes to kind of like the premise or the vibe of the animation. So yeah, that is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I just can't believe that we are already on episode nine. Like that is crazy. I... (laughs) It's already episode nine, and I have not learned that I should probably grab a water or a drink, especially if I'm doing this alone, because 30 minutes of talking straight is, like, quite a long time. Also, episode nine, got a new microphone. Hopefully, it's nice. I can plug it into my camera here, so hopefully the quality goes up a little bit. I know that this background isn't nice. Oh, yeah, I guess another thing is, if it sounds different or looks different to anybody... I am filming in my garage because I am doing it while there's people here, aka my mom and her boyfriend, because I ran out of time. That's on me, but we're getting it done, and we're getting it done while they're here, while I'm in the garage, so I hope you enjoy this background. So yeah, I hope everyone's week was well. My week was good. I'm off of like main school, but I decided to take one summer class, so it's not too bad having only one. So I've been kind of chilling, been working on some animation stuff. If you've noticed, I've taken a little break from TikTok, going to be going back at it again today. So make sure to follow me over there because I'm hoping to be posting a lot on TikTok, trying to gain some followers on there. But I hope everyone else's week was well. Mine, I've been trying to clean too. I'm hoping to have like a studio soon, so we'll be getting an even new. But there's there's gonna be like just some quite a few background changes until I get my like studio figured out. But once that's all figured out, it'll probably be permanently up there. But yeah. Otherwise, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm going with this, but we're gonna move on 
And we're going to get into the meat and the potatoes of this episode. And that's going to be talking about some animations that I think are feminist animations and that I also think are great animations, aka I would recommend that you should watch them and anybody should watch them because I think they're great. I think the storylines are great. I think the characters are great. And most of them would probably range from an 8 to 10 out of 10. Maybe I would give 7 out of 10 to She-Ra, which is going to be our first one. But I'd have to think about it. I'm not going to rate these ones just because a couple of them I haven't watched in a very long time. And one of them I've watched very recently. And so I obviously think the one that I watched very recently is the best. And so I don't think it's fair for me to give ratings. But definitely would rate all of these very high. So, as I said before, we're going to start off with our first one. Which is She-Ra, Princess of Power. Ooh, ah, so that is a Nickelodeon Netflix original. Nickelodeon, I think, like, created it versus, like, Netflix kind of produced it. You know, they're, like, the money behind the background. But it's definitely, you can tell it's definitely a Nickelodeon animation. I love Nickelodeon. The first animation that I watched, embarrassingly, that, like, kind of got me into animation and anime is Voltron. So I have a soft spot for Voltron. Do I think it's a great animation? No. Do I love it? Of course I do. All right. So yeah, She-Ra Princess of Power is definitely a <laughs> Nickelodeon show. I wonder if my neighbors can hear me because I'm doing this in the garage. That would be really funny. Kind of embarrassing, but you know what? I'm going to get this done. This is, this is what you got to do. This is how you slay the game. Even if you get embarrassed by your neighbors. So, Okay, so very much like Voltron, She-Ra is definitely a Nickelodeon show in a sense that it can be a little cheesy sometimes, and it is very childish, and to be fair, these are children's shows, but unlike Voltron, its storyline actually makes sense and I think is a lot more impactful, and the characters are more well thought out and actually complete their character arc unlike Voltron where Keith is the only one who gets kind of a complete character arc unfortunately and everyone else kind of seems like a th side thought not only do the main characters feel like they get a complete arc but a lot of the important secondary characters and everyone get to be explored a lot which is really cool in Shira, as well as the final seizing. seasoning I feel like I almost I tried to say season but I was also going to say seasoning season you know seasoning kind of the same word anyways moving on so the final season I thought was really well done and I think had a very high emotional point and a very touching moment so I would highly recommend that anybody watch it and yeah so we're gonna talk about like some aspects of it that make it a feminist show so there is a ton of LGBTQ representation we see Men and women who are bi, we see lesbian characters, and we also see a non-binary character, which is really cool for a children's show, I would say. Wow. <laughs> um, so it is also breaking waves. So why was it breaking waves? Well, it was made in 2018, which does seem fairly new. That was about five years ago when that first episode <laughs> When the first season would have aired and, but as we see, this is a time kind of, of 
like fake wokeism and even a sense of like anti-feminism where we see a lot of feminism being written by people who I wouldn't say are feminists and what they think are the ideas of feminism. So, on the other hand, we have Shira, which I think kind of breaks that wave and shows what I think feminism should be and how it should be represented in media in a way that is show, not tell, where the characters are just specifically describing things or they're just kind of like pointing things out. The feminism is like built within the story and the characters as we see a lot of strong women characters. And we also see a lot of representation in both LGBTQ and BIPOC characters in this show. Woo! Now, I wouldn't consider Shira the funniest, but it is a very cute TV show that has its funny moments and as well as its very impactful and powerful moments between characters with their friendship and learning to care for each other and learning to even like care for themselves. So, yeah. This show has a lot of reflection of intersectional feminism and doesn't focus on just the inequalities of women, but the inequalities of everyone within our certain societies. And it definitely breaks gender stereotypes uh, within showing emotional men and women who are unemotional at the beginning, but then complete their character art in learning how to trust others and almost to trust themselves. And also, one last thing I'm going to say about it is it's really cool how the show shows friendship between men and women and not just relationships. And it shows like all different kinds of relationships and kind of like that, what that means. And that just because you're opposite genders does not mean you have to have the coitus in a sense. <laughs> So, that was Shira, and moving on to my second choice to talk about in this podcast, which I think might be maybe a little shocking, maybe you have never expected me to consider it a feminist animation, maybe you would have never considered it a feminist animation, but my second choice is Bob's Burgers. So, Bob's Burgers. Why do I love Bob's Burgers? Well... I'm sorry I just can't this is so funny to me that I'm in the garage and I can just like hear my neighbors going in and out of their vehicles and they can probably totally just hear me like rocking out this podcast right now which is so funny because as much as I love the people that watch this podcast thank you so much for watching and listening but it's not very many of you but for those of you who do Shout out. You're my favorite people out there, especially if you actually like it, you know, if you enjoy listening to it and maybe you'll like tune in again. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I might have to find a different location. We'll figure this out. I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And then we can totally talk about why I think Bob's Burger is a feminist animation and it'll be totally rocking. Alrighty, So Hi guys, we are back. We are in a different location. So I did say that there is a possibility possibility that we will be location swapping a lot. And it has happened. So welcome to my bedroom. I have my squishmallows. There's one. 
And then there's another one here. And then I also just actually got a new Squishmallow today. Um, I was shopping around in London Drugs looking for a new microphone, but they didn't have the type of microphone that I needed there. So I actually ended up getting one at Walmart. But <laughs> like, this is basically me admitting that I have a shopping problem. But when I was in London Drugs, <laughs> there was a Squishmallow of Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. And I loved the first movie the second movie was pretty good but not as good as the first one and i've also been binge watching sonic boom on netflix so i had to buy it knuckles is my favorite character he's very adorable every time i look at his freaking little face i just want to like squish it like i wish that like i could have one of the sonic characters like as a pet and it would definitely be knuckles and it's so cool that he's an echidna. But anyways, I think... What is going on? What is this hair right here? It's bugging me. Just tuck it. I'll just tuck it there. But we are going to move on from that and talk about why I think Bob's Burgers is a feminist film. So basically, I think this is going to be an argument because I think people might be like turning their heads and they're like, what? How does this have feminist themes that carry out throughout the whole series and has a lot to do with like the entire thing of the show well i think that this show breaks a lot of stereotypes and breaks a lot of ideas that we have related to the toxic family dynamic and challenge those ideas and challenge what it kind of means to be a household and we see a lot of equal contributions to the household especially with them like owning a family restaurant we see everybody working and everybody doing kind of like different jobs once they get to the appropriate age as well as in the house you know linda's not just cooking all the time and cleaning she's also in the restaurant helping so we see a breaking of dynamics to the traditional that we see in the toxic uh family dynamic and if you don't know what the toxic family dynamic is in a sense it is those traditional um, family roles that we give to people, like fathers go out and work and make all the money, and then I guess would say are the rough players as well as being the strictest for discipline, while mothers are supposed to be the caregiving role, the you know, the people who cook and clean, and that becomes a large issue because there's a lot of what we see unpaid labor because the role of cooking and cleaning is put onto one person and that's a lot of labor without getting any pay per se. So we like to see equal contributions to the household in a sense to kind of like break that dynamic. And I grew up in a non-toxic family dynamic and I think that was probably for the better. I don't know. I had a great childhood. I have a great relationship with both of my parents. They are divorced. And I think that's how we were almost able to break that family dynamic in a sense. Cause <laughs> my dad can be a little, um, you know, very manly sometimes and that's okay. You know, I, I respect his opinion cause he, you know, he's very accepting as a person and we kind of both have the same mindset of, you know, just kind of like let people be and it doesn't really matter what they do as long as it's not harming other people and that we have too much, you know, hatred in the world. But in a sense, uh, we definitely avoided that toxic family dynamic. And yeah, I have a great relationship with both of my parents and we see in Bob's Burgers, everybody has 
a great relationship with each other. We see unconditional love for the children, despite how odd they can be sometimes. And there is also a breaking of, like, gender stereotypes, in a sense. So we see the two girls, Louise and Tina, being (laughs) very... I guess in a say I don't want to say tomboyish because that's even attributing to a sense that like there's other when girls act like you know like a boy but yeah they're breaking the stereotype of like what girls can do and how should they should act and kind of breaking that they should be proper like Tina is very awkward she has a very manly look to her in a sense so we definitely see those you know gender stereotypes being broken we see Gene, the son, being very expressive and very emotional when things don't go his way or really, you know, overly emotional when he's excited about something, which is kind of breaking gender stereotypes, which is awesome to see. And he gets very excited about his passions, like music and stuff like that. And, you know, in a sense, men are supposed to be super serious and have to like are expected to work and make a lot of money and sometimes i feel like they don't get to uh put as much time into their hobbies and stuff as women get to with this gender stereotypes that we have within our society so it's cool to see that as well as bob is a very over emotional man so that's really cool to see. Unfortunately, it doesn't have a lot of representation for intersectional feminism in a sense. There is a lacking of BIPOC characters and LGBTQ characters, although we do get to see drag queens pretty early on in season one, which I think is really cool and I think is unexpected of Bob Burgers when you're kind of watching it through the first time. But like once you kind of realize some of the themes that it's portraying in the show, it kind of makes sense that they would have drag queens because why not it's freaking bob's burgers and it's a great show so i would also highly recommend it i think this show is genuinely super funny i think the humor is super relatable oh i can't i'm losing my ability to talk right now i need to i should have had a you know what in all the chaos of moving locations i realistically should have gotten a glass of water but here we are without a glass of water with my you know what i actually really like it down here i wonder if this will become my new filming space it looks really comfy cozy honestly but yeah so that is why i think bob's burgers is a great animation i think it's relatable humor is amazing and i think that its ability to over exaggerate a situation but still have it be relatable to um you know universal human feelings that all of us feel is great i think the animation is amazing i think all the characters are well done and well rounded and I know that Bob may sometimes feel like a main character, but I feel like all of them are kind of represented equally as just, like, the Belcher family, and that's really cool to see. So, that was my second choice for a great feminist animation. So, moving on to number three. So, this is the banger. This is, like, a 10 out of 10 animation. This is the one that I just rewatched recently. And that I think that everybody out there should see, whether or not you're a feminist, because it's a freaking great show. And it has a lot of reflection on universal human feelings, like regret, guilt, overcoming obstacles, 
Um, it's just amazing and all well-rounded. And I also think that it is a show that reflects different feminist... <laughs> mm, feminist characters throughout the whole show, definitely. As well as certain them- feminist themes are heavy within it. So I, I'm sure you all are waiting on the edge of your seats, just waiting for this to be revealed. What what show could this possibly be? Like, what what is it? What is it? Avatar The Last Airbender. Woo! Give a shout out to that. So that show is absolutely amazing. I'm sure people who have seen it are gasping, absolutely crying, freaking amazed by everything that's going on because avatar the last airbender is fantastic and if you haven't seen it go see it now so let's talk about probably one of the if not the some may argue i would argue one of the i would i don't know you'd really have to do some research into what would be the greatest animation of all time i think but avatar the last airbender i think can be easily considered one of the best ever made it is just brilliant and the animation for the time is just brilliant i have nothing else to say so from that point i am going to move on and explain why i think that avatar the last airbender is a feminist animation because it's just it's just you gotta trust me when i say it's a great show it's a great show the main antagonist and protagonist battle is amazing as well as the internal battles that all the characters face they're all very well well rounded the animation again for the time is just absolutely stunning i'm just so impressed by what they were able to create for the time you can tell that the show was kind of thought out start to finish in a sense where they didn't make it for profit or market or They didn't know if they were going to continue with it or not. Each season had a true end from start to finish. It was a complete storyline. And in the first season, when you rewatch it and in the second season, they feel a little slower in the third season. But you kind of realize that there's so much that actually builds up to the third season. And so many parts are just perfectly integrated. It's kind of like phase one of MCU, where all the first movies are so important and integral. Oh my gosh, I wish I could speak. Integral? 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 Important or essential to kind of the ending, the third season, or like the final two movies, um, Avengers endgame and the one that came before it infinity war imagine if i forgot that that would have been hilarious but thank goodness i didn't excuse me that's embarrassing so yeah great show i could probably talk about it entirely uh in a certain podcast episode and i probably will but so that we have to main characters in the show who are very strong women characters who are very independent and kind of show in a sense one is very much a caregiver yet still breaks stereotypes of gender through being a very strong character if not probably one of the strongest characters beside Aang the avatar in the show and that would be Katara the waterbending gal so yeah she often 
fights Sokka. <laughs> I love Sokka as a character, but wa- rewatching it when I'm older, he is a little um, sexist per se sometimes, but obviously he learns and he grows from a character, which is also really cool to see, to see that like how sexist behaviors can affect people and how that affects, um, you know, women's side of view and kind of where men may be coming from and how they can learn that that is not okay especially i think that is great for a children's show to be representing because little boys boys that is a terrible way of saying that little boys then can recognize that certain behaviors that they may be seeing in tv shows and movies are actually harmful and they shouldn't do that because when Sokka tries to do it all the girls are like no maybe give him a little smack or something so yes it's katara is an awesome character she is also very very strong and she is an amazing fighter and often will go head on even against male villains or antagonists within the show especially zuko we see her not being afraid of zuko and almost zuko being (laughs) scared of her later in the seasons (laughs) So, that is a awesome, strong woman character that we see within the show. A, another one we also see, and I honestly, in my notes, have their names written beside each other and then times three because I need to emphasize how awesome these characters are and how I think that these two being the main characters is what honestly kind of makes this show a feminist show. So, we also have Toph, who on the flip side of while Katara is being caregiving and kind of breaks the stereotype that women can be caregiving as well as being strong and independent. Toph just breaks all women gender stereotypes like having to be dainty, needing to do makeup, having to look nice. She is strong. She is um <laughs> she has a lot of willpower. She does not back down. We see her get like angry a lot. I feel like we don't see a lot of, you know, women characters who get to be angry and who get to be almost like as badass as Toph is because she gets, you know, the way she's even introduced in this battle sequence is a very badass way that I feel like women don't often get the screen time for. So that is also really cool to see. But yeah, so it breaks gender stereotypes. We get to see, you know, the men struggling with emotions and Aang being just, oh, Aang's such a happy guy. What a happy guy. We love that. And Sokka's such a goofy guy. But I think Zuko is an important person because Zuko is a person who I think was affected by toxic men- masculinity his whole life very heavily due to his father and his father's rejection. So he was always trying to change himself, especially his more gentle side when, you know, he was bonding with his mom. And that was more okay when his mom was around. Okay, I need to put spoilers in. Take that back. There is going to be spoilers. I will have to cut. So I talked about spoilers earlier in this episode, but I might cut that out. If I don't, you would have heard that. But we're going to talk about spoilers right now. Right now with Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. So, like when his mom goes, when when she's gone, and it's just his dad, 
we see Uncle Iroh kind of like trying to step up the plate and then he does slowly learn to get more in touch with his emotional side and maybe more of his gentle side. But obviously his father really rejects that and wants him to just be a fighter. And then on the other hand, Azula is also a great character for fighting gender stereotypes. Like, honestly, it's just all in the characters because they all just fight gender stereotypes. It's so awesome. And we see a lot of women fighting men, men fighting women, like unhesitantly. Like it's in this world, it's almost like if you're a good fighter, that's beyond anything, um, especially your gender. Because Azula was always the favorited child because she could fight way better than Zuko and she had way better abilities. And Zuko, I think like, Part of his good qualities and what made him or what makes him going to be a great leader in the future is his like gentle side because Azula is just absolutely feral and was like totally born to be a fighter. But in a sense, I don't think Zuko was, but he had to suppress that side of him. And I think that almost like represents toxic masculinity and how that affected his his life and how he had to shove down his emotions and his feelings to focus on getting back his father's love by getting the avatar back which is also so sad because i'm just saying his father knew that that was impossible uncle iroh knew that that was impossible and so he was just on this impossible mission and it was so sad but hey as uncle iroh said at least it gave him hope at least he had hope man you know there's great there's a very diverse cast as in the show it shows different um asian cultures as well as indigenous and first nation cultures so that's really cool to see and there is also representation of disabilities as Toph is a blind character and we get to see how that kind of affects her life and how she is more than just that. And what makes her character isn't her blindness, but her strength and her ability to fight and her like willpower. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Ziggyo, Z-I-G-G-Y-O-0-O, as well as on TikTok and here on YouTube. And that is Z-I-G-G-Y-O-Y-O-F-I-L-M-S. That is Ziggyo Films for TikTok and YouTube. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, thank you guys for checking me out. I am Emma Zagurski slash Ziggyo. And this has been episode nine of Feminist Fangirl Media and Feminism. Make sure to follow and like if you do like it. You know, if you don't, that's okay. As I've been saying, it's a free platform. You know, you can do what you want. And yeah, I guess I kind of said this already, but I hope you have a great day. I need to go and drink some water because I am quite parched and I also need some food. Because it is getting close to around supper time. So, I am gonna fill up my tum-tum. So yeah, thank you guys. And for a third time, hope you guys have a great day. And actually, I hope you guys have a great rest of your two weeks. Because we will be seeing you in two weeks for episode 10 of Feminist Fangirl Media and Feminism. Adios, everybody!